0: Welcome to Dr. Bingo Fairmont's Management Minute. Today, Dr. Fairmont is busy watching Keyboard Cat videos on YouTube.
1: I love Keyboard
0: Cat. I know you do, and so does Dr. Fairmont. Everybody does. So in his place, it's me, Russell Clayton, Adam Shoemaker, who I will refer to as Shoe. We're here to represent we're coming to you from the St. Leo University Donald R. Tapia School of Business. We have done a sound check. There will be no Mariah Carey New Year's Rockin' Eve snafus here. Sean Gibbons has us ready to go. Shu, how you doing?
1: I'm doing great. And you know what? We got back recently from vacation. It's the beginning of a new year. And I wanted to ask you, are you a beach guy or a mountains guy and, and why? You know, I am a beach guy. Before we lived here in the Tampa
0: Bay area, we lived in Asheville, North Carolina. Asheville! And that's how we said it every day. We woke up and said that. I think that's on the town charter. Right. It is. It's it's a a legal requirement. You know, we had the mountains in our backyard. We could go out and look at those, and they're beautiful. But I tell you, the the sunshine, the palm trees, the sand,
1: the ocean, that just does it for me. What about you? You know what? I'd have a hard time making a choice, too. I think I, I might say... I'm a mountains guy right now just because I've lived in Florida for the last 15, 16 years. And therefore, it's, you know, you're used to it. You used to be able to drive a half hour, 45 minutes, get to the beach and have a beautiful beach near you. Um, And I kind of miss the mountains. Sure. It's nice to be able to visit that. But you know what? North Carolina is great because if you live in the right spot, you're about, you know, two hours from the beach, two hours from the mountains. Yeah, it is sort of the sweet spot there. Absolutely. So that's cool. Well,
0: listen, today I want to talk about an article that that Sean, the grad assistant, Sean, the information dude. Sean, the researcher extraordinaire. Sean, the sound guy. Sean wears a lot of hats. An article that he found for us from Fast Company. And it's on this idea, get this, work is killing you. Man, that sounds bad. Work is killing you. And if you think about it, a lot of people that you probably know
1: this would resonate with them. Work is killing me. So is it killing you directly? Or what about work is it that's killing you? And what do you think that means? Sure, you know,
0: when when we work too much, when there is very little control from the worker standpoint, when there's excessive stress on the worker, that just leads to a whole host of things. Um, You know, it's been linked to obesity. Uh, increased BMI. Now I know BMI is sort of an outdated measure, but still it's there. Increased BMI, increased cholesterol levels. So when we don't have what in effect is work-life balance, because we're working too much, Mm -hmm. there are a lot of health issues, not to mention psychological issues that can come from that. And that's sort of the gist of the article that Sean found for us. And I thought there was one little tidbit in there that, that really struck me as someone who Likes to read about work life balance is that 70% of the American workforce is still struggling to find work life
1: balance. That's a lot. And I wonder, uh, there's got to be different levels of work life balance. So there's some jobs where you just wish, you know, well, gosh, I missed little Timmy's play and I wish I could have gone, but I just couldn't make it this time. But maybe you can make it sometimes. But there's some jobs where it's not, it's never a choice. Right. You're working, you know, 40 hours, 50 hours, 60 hours, and you're always at work when you want to be with the family you want to be doing your own thing and it you wonder if how do those people cope and what happens with them right you you're certainly right
0: there are there are those of us who have seasons of of work life imbalance mm-hmm. if you will the busy uh, time right yep but then there 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 are others where it's a way of life yeah It's year round. you're working 50 60 70 80 hours a week you know i saw another statistic uh, not too long ago that Uh, Over 40% of the workforce in the
1: U.S. is working 50 or more hours per week. That's a lot of work. That is. Well, so you mentioned a lot of negative consequences. There's not really a lot positive that can come out of working too much or working too hard and not having that balance. But are people actually dying from this? So here's what the research tells us. So... These
0: academics, much like ourselves, they they did a longitudinal study, uh, simply meaning it was over a long period of time. Mm -hmm. And what they found was they surveyed these workers multiple times. Uh, They looked at a, a lot of different factors, but they looked at working hours and they looked at how much control or lack of control the employees had over their working hours and what they did at work and when they did their work. So you might call that autonomy yep. as well. Yep. Okay. Yep, that's mm-hmm. a great way to look at it. Mm-hmm. And what they found over the course of this longitudinal study over the years was that those who worked long hours and did not have control were 15% more likely to be dead. So you're Man. absolutely right that there is a legitimate
1: outcome work can be killing us. So when you call Bob and say, hey, can you do the survey today? And they say, I'm sorry, Bob no longer works here. He's in the uh, cemetery. (laughs) Bob sounds kind of creepy. Oh, man.
0: But, yeah, it's exactly right. You know, overwork, we see sometimes, we see that as a badge of honor. "Eh, I put in 60 hours this week. Uh, or, Or, you know, we look at it as, well, at least I'm out providing for my family, But I think we need to really dive in and look at the the ramifications. You know, it literally could lead to to your death. Now, it's probably not going to lead to an overnight immediate death.
1: But slowly, it it is impacting our bodies. Well, really, so there's two questions to deal with. And and first of all is, can we get a good definition of what, I mean, a good practical definition of what work-life balance should be? And then what if you just don't have work-life balance? What if that's not an option for you? What are you supposed to do about it?
0: Yeah, I think the first question you mentioned is, is is there a definition of work-life balance? And I'll be the first to tell you that balance is a pretty terrible way to look at it because rarely are we 50-50 in anything, right? Mm-hmm. You're right. You know, work-life integration, work-life rhythm, those are good ways to look at it. Um, so it's, it's more of are we happy with, our work compared to our non-work just in terms of time and stress and not only are we but are those stakeholders in our lives such as a spouse Mm -hmm. children if they're old enough to you know to relay those thoughts um, our, our employer so taking all of that feedback into account you know, because there is no formula for work-life balance. What it
1: takes to be balanced for you is a little bit different than what it takes to be balanced for me. So it's all about what you're satisfied with and Bingo. what the other people who hold a stake in this are satisfied with. That's correct. Okay. That's or correct. mostly satisfied with.
0: And then your other question is for those that don't have that control, because, uh, again, that's sort of the mechanism here for the study that Sean found us, was when we lack that control, there are serious consequences and so the question is, what should we do if we don't have that control? What do you do? And this could be a, a bit of a tough pill to swallow in terms of advice, but it may be that you need to find another job. It may be time to resign. Wow. It may be time to negotiate with your employer to work 80% time or, or half time or whatever the, the, the solution is. And you know you sort of have to arrive at that on your own uh maybe it is uh turning down overtime request hmm. maybe it is turning down an assignment to travel 3 months to a foreign country to implement a project you know and again those are all they sound negative on the surface
1: but think about the positive outcomes that could result from it well i think what you're saying is uh you know a lot of people would reject and say well that sounds great you know ivory tower eggheads but I need the money, you know. I gotta have, I gotta pay the bills, and and the answer to that is, yeah, everybody does, but you can't buy time, and you can't buy health, and you can't buy, you know, exactly giving time and, and, and attention to your family and your friends and yourself.
0: You're exactly right, and I, you know, I I think you bring up a good point. We are ivory tower, I, yeah, ivory tower eggheads. I certainly am, um, myself included, <laughs> you know. But even in this this cushy uh, industry that we work in called academics. There are still a lot of opportunities for us to put in a lot of hours, and there are a lot of opportunities to do things to make extra money: consulting, right, writing books, w- w- what have you. And maybe it's time that some some of us just say, "No, I'm not going to take on that consulting project."
1: And I think in any industry, there's always opportunities to say, "You got you know what? Here, I need to make some choices, and some of the choices have to be." to get that integration so that I have time to spend on myself on my loved ones instead of, you know, raking in the paycheck. Important, That's it. But not the only thing in life. That's
0: it. Yeah. So if Dr. Fairmont were here, if, if he could tear himself away from the keyboard cat videos, mm. what do you what do you think he would tell
1: us? Well I think one of the most important things that you said is that you don't you can't get that fifty fifty balance. Mm. That's not right for everyone. So you need to figure out what's the right integration and what's the right balance for you. And I think be willing to be flexible with that. There's gonna be busy times and maybe you make up for that at the times when things slow down a little bit.
0: Okay. Yeah, I think that's a good a, a good reminder. I think another thing he would tell us is to make sure that those stakeholders, especially in your family, spouse, children, uh, even if it's your parents, if if you're if you're taking a, a role in elder care, mm-hmm. make sure that they know you're all on the same page. You're managing expectations. Absolutely. And the boss, too. Right. And yeah. the boss, too. Yeah. And I think, finally, he might echo what we already talked about of downshifting. You know, there may be a time for us to downshift, so to speak. You know, and I'll give you a great example of this. One of my, one of my buddies, Philip, huge football fan, uh, high school teacher, and he was also a high school football coach. Mm-hmm. It prevented him from seeing his daughter at night. He would, during football season, he never got to go home at night. Busy with practicing games. He was games. busy with practicing yep. games. So, And and also the plus of that was he got a little stipend, about five grand, uh, to be the coach. Mm-hmm. He downshifted. He said, you know what? I love football. I love the $5,000. I'm going to downshift. I'm just going to be a high school teacher. I'm at home at night. I get to read to my little girl and put mm-hmm. her to bed the end it's worked out beautifully for him i think dr fairmont would applaud that
1: that is nice that's a good choice for him
0: well i think we're probably out of time today uh thank you so much for listening we'd encourage you to send in any topics that you'd like for us to cover uh you can shoot that over to us at soundcloud or in itunes where our podcasts are hosted we want to thank bensound.com for our intro and outro music We want to thank the Donald R. Tapia School of Business for letting us use the studio. Got to thank Sean. Sean makes us sound good. Sean does a lot of things for us. And if you see Dr. Fairmont, please let him know. We're looking for him. We hope to see him at the next podcast. I'm going to go watch some keyboard cat. You coming? I'm doing it. Let's go.